Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Ian Loring, and uh, welcome to episode 169 of Dude and a Monkey. As always, I am joined by... Uh, Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. And, uh, yes, hello. And it's going to be a fucking round one today, I think. So, we've got a review of Star Trek Beyond. Uh, we're going to talk some what we watched. Um, a lot of trailers. A lot, a of, lot trailers. of trailers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see what else we get to, if anything. So, um, what's going on with the site this week? The first football article is up. Yes, it is indeed. Written by your good self. Yeah, a bit of a... a, bit of a I, I put it up there, um, sort of saying that Samuel Ice was about to be named England manager and it seemed like a foregone conclusion. And by the time I actually put it up, he'd been named England manager. Yeah. Um, it's just a little, a little piece, really, about kind of how we've got to the point of where... Sam Allardyce is seen as a, a good, a good uh, appointment, and it's not, it's not a criticism uh, piece of Sam Allardyce because I don't, as much as I dislike, and I do mention it in the the article, as much as I dislike uh, Sam Allardyce because he's he's very much that, he's the reason why we don't produce that many coaches, I think, because he's good at his job, but he thinks he's incredibly good at his job, and you know. Somebody was on Sky earlier today, and they were talking about saying, you know, oh, Big Sam, he's, you know, he's phenomenally successful. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's really not. Yeah. Um, phenomenally successful is people like, um, you know, you could call Pep Guardiola phenomenally successful. Mourinho phenomenally successful. Um, they're the guys who are phenomenally successful. Um, Carlo Ancelotti is phenomenally successful. He's, he's um, phenomenally successful at avoiding relegation, but is that what England well, yeah, actually that, want? That, that's that's the thing. He, he's he, he's phenomenally successful at, at being a mid-level manager. And, and my point of the article is that that's not something to be kind of scoffed at. You know, he's made a he's had a very good career and a very um, successful career for what he's done, for what he's aimed to do, and that is fine. You can say that. Um, but my point of the whole thing is is that what Roy Hodgson has done is he's done what he does everywhere, which is he goes in and he creates this idea that everything is terrible and he's there to save it. And then if he doesn't save it, he goes, well, it couldn't be saved, not even by me. It couldn't be saved. It's like, no, no, don't come in and tell us everything's shit and even you couldn't save it, and you tried your best, and if you couldn't, then, you know, all pal the next person who tried. You drag everything down. Everything down. Uh, and, yeah, th- th- that's what I call being hodged. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad he's only got a two-year contract. And, I, I'd like, if the FA have got any sense whatsoever, if, you know, if we don't do well with the World Cup, cut our losses there and don't just do another Hodgson and say, well, let's see what what happens in two years. Yeah, I think a two-year contract is, is a good idea. I, I I very much like the fact that, um, that the first thing he did, he hasn't had a press conference yet, but in his first interview as, as England manager, you know, he seems very happy to be England manager, which is good. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hodgson saw it as like as the culmination of his destiny, and of course yeah. he was going to become England manager. Yeah. Whereas Aldi seems a little bit like, I, I thought this had gone. I'm happy it's happened. And a little bit like, do you know what? I'm going to prove to people that I'm not just a long ball merchant. 
but I'm going to do it my way, which is fine. But also as well, he did say, look, been England manager, there's not as much to do as been a club manager. I don't want to be sat around doing nothing. So I'm going to look at why isn't St George's Park running, you know, to its full capacity? What can I do there? What can, Not just what can my experience bring there, but how can I put my time and effort into going, right, this is what I think you should do. Talking to cl- other club managers and other clubs and other academy directors and going, what what works for you? What can we bring from what you do there that works there to over here? So not just saying, I'm going to come in and I'm going to revolutionise it. And I'm going to do this. He's coming in and kind of saying, look, I want to be the guy who I'll do the work that gets it going. Which yeah. is quite, you know, he's the sort of person where you wouldn't mind having a pint with Sam Allardyce, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't want to go out for a meal with your wife with Sam Allardyce. <laughs> because he'd spend all of his time trying to belittle you and impress your wife. Whereas if you went out for a beer with him, I reckon you could take the piss at him a little bit and he'd take the piss back and it'd be all right. Yeah. So I think he's a good appointment for England now. I just don't think England should be in the position where it's ever considered that Sam Allardyce is a good appointment. That's a fair comment. Yeah. Yes. I do have a proposition for you uh, uh, for the site. Um, okay. That, that I will do the articles. Every week I'm going to do a, and I'm going to commit to this, which oh, I probably thought you shouldn't. But every week I'm going to do a little, um, so I'll probably start either, depending on when the games start, either on a Thursday or a Friday, I'll go out there. And it'll be a, a basically a little, um, a little kind of, this is what's going to happen in the Premier League weekend. A little oh, preview, okay. Right? Now, what I propose is, and I'll draw up the scoring system over the next few days, uh, is I will literally just message you the fixtures. Um, and what I want off you is your prediction of the score. And I'm going to predict the score as well. And at the end of the season, we see who got anywhere near right. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, because it's just literally, we can just flip through it to five minutes. But I will literally have a table going <laughs> that dictates... The actual table, my theoretical table, and your theoretical table, and oh, we'll see how they go yeah. at the end of the season. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so I, I think that, that could be a bit of fun, and we'll, we'll we'll draw up some kind of forfeit or something for the end of the what is it for whoever wins. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, cool. So yeah, so there, yeah, that was it was fun writing that for the site, um, and there'll be more sort of film stuff and football stuff and food stuff that'll go on it over the next sort of few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I put up the, uh, that thing of me playing the witness. Um, a game I did I, watch that. A game I've significantly, significantly called on since recording it. Fuck that game. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have the, to- the intellect or the patience for that game. I messaged Ian on WhatsApp last night because I was watching it. I, I do actually watch every, literally every video that Ian does for the uh, WhatsApp <laughs> because I because I, genuinely and if you don't, I'm not just saying this. Because we don't get anything out of the, the YouTube things or anything like that. It's not like I'm trying to get people to watch it because we make money or anything like that. We don't. Oh. But what I will absolutely say is I, I'm not a massive gamer, but I genuinely really enjoy watching the Ian playing the game things. I find them just queerly reacting, relaxing. It's, it's really strange. But that one, I was watching it, and there was, there was a bit where there's these squares and there's... There's black dots in some of them, there's white dots in the other. And what you have to do in the game is go from one place to another, but you have to separate the white dots from the black dots. I couldn't get it. I couldn't, going, I couldn't get it. And Ian's doing this bit, and I'm there going, no, it's 
up, right, up, right, down, right, up. And he kept doing it. I was going, no, 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 no. And at one point, I saw Becky went, I'm ringing him. <laughs> she went, you know this isn't happening right now. <laughs> I was like, shit, it isn't, is it? Damn it. <laughs> I had a guy in work pretty much say the exact same to me uh, thing to me. Tom, he like he, he went. I was pretty much shouting at my uh, at my TV watching you. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. The thing is, I'm looking going. I know that if I was playing that game, I'd be doing exactly the same thing Ian's doing right now. Because it's totally different when you're playing it to when you're watching somebody play it. Because when you're watching somebody play it, you can go, "Oh, you do that." But when you're playing it, it's just that little bit different. Yeah, no, it, yeah, but sincerely, fuck that game. I, I understand if people get into that, then good on them, but it's just, it's it's not me. It's not me. No. Um, also, I will say I cancelled my pre-order for the Xbox One S because it won't support the Dolby Atmos. Oh. At least to start with, and there's no word on whether it's going to. Oh, and I, I'm gonna need that. The because uh, the P the uh, PS4.5 or whatever they call it or PS4s the the 4K one that essentially is just a PS4 but 4K does doesn't it I believe. Well, I, I, nobody knows. Nobody fucking, knows. Fucking thing hasn't even been announced officially. Well, apart from the fact we know it's coming, no other details. So yeah, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't. But. I don't know. I knew there was going to be something. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit too good to be true, wasn't it? Made, it? it made no sense. But you know, hey, there you go. But hey, I'm, I'm happy enough anyway. But uh, look, shit, look, we're like what ten minutes in. Um, okay, so um, let's do some trailers, which I think is pretty much going to be all comic con focused. But do you have anything else? Uh, no. So rather than doing, oh wait, I did the. Um... No, it's, it's it's all Comic Con related, apart from the uh, second red band for Sausage Party. Oh yes, no, which I also saw, and um, yeah, let's see. It got some very very good word when it sh- when it screened at Comic Con a few days ago. So who knows? Yeah, I, I'm I'm still cool on it. I hope that it's under ninety six minutes long, but I, I have a feeling it won't be. I'll say I haven't I haven't laughed out loud at a single thing in the marketing for that so far and it has me worried but yeah i can i can definitely see that i'm, I'm kind of in the tank for seth rogan and evan goldberg so that's, I... that that's what where i am with it as well yeah mm. fucking sorry i've been fucking downing this cornish pale ale marks and spencer's cornish pale ale not too shabby is that all right yeah it's not bad um oh, it, it, running time of sausage party is 88 minutes they are perfect yeah that'll yeah. do That'll do very nicely. Uh, Edward Norton plays a character called Sammy Bagel Jr. That'll do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's, yeah. That, that has made me laugh more than anything in the trailers. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Comic-Con. Interesting. Marvel, like, apart from Doctor Strange, neglected to um, show the Guardians of the Galaxy footage and, and good on them. But apart from that, pretty much everything else big went up. And... Which is interesting considering last year there was a big, um, like, um, Warners had to basically rush out the, the first footage from Suicide Squad because 
people filmed it and stuff, and it kind of seems like the studios have slightly given in. I, I think I think from I read something um, a few days ago about that. Apparently, Comic Con literally said to to, to a few of the studios, "Look, if, if you're gonna show trailers here, can you sh- just make them available? Just yeah. make them available, literally simultaneously, because." The way that you've been doing it before don't work. It, it, it's it's annoying as having to go around and check to make sure everybody isn't what is it you know filming it so that they can leak it online and then going like that and then you saying oh no it's supposed to go on a Comic Con just just release them just release them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, like the people who are there, they still get the buzz in the room and they still get the like the people actually like the cast being there and stuff like that. So it doesn't feel like that much of a muchness. I was. I was surprised they released the Justice League thing, though. I kind of thought, because it's not really a trailer, and, like, maybe they just they keep that there, but no, they didn't. Even though, then again, after like, the BVS, it kind of feels like there's some major PR campaigning going on for Justice League. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, maybe maybe that's a place to start as I'm kind of, as I brought it up. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if this course correction that they're doing looks like it's very quickly taken shape um like very quickly um and i don't know like batfleck makes jokes yeah um which which is which is good and i think he wears it well um and it's just it's gonna be like if he's like that in justice league it's gonna be so weird compartmentalizing the fact that, like, in the film before, he was branding people with the bat symbol. Yeah, it, it is a little bit kind of strange that he's, he, he's going in a bit of a chill mode, um, Batman, yeah. Um, like you say, it, it does seem a little bit more like we're getting uh, the Bruce Wayne kind of Batman rather than yeah. just Batman, Batman, uh, which, which looks quite entertaining. It is very much, but then again, it, it literally is. Everybody seems to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman uh, in this trailer, <laughs> which was which is a little bit like we get it. It, it. It's Ben Affleck, and you want to show Ben Affleck off, but there is supposed to be a little bit of you know, it, it's supposed to be a bit of a secret identity. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> just, just put it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's that's a fair point. I think, and but I, I I don't know. I thought it was. I mean, it was bitty and all over the place. But it's not a trailer. It's like a sizzle reel or something. So I think it, it that there's that explanation there. But I don't know. The thing with the Flash and the I need friends was good. You know, like uh, Affleck's response to him was solid. Um, the thing with Aquaman. I mean, the shot of Aquaman standing there with like the waves coming all over him was pretty badass. Yeah, and also him picking Bruce Wayne up and smashing into the lot is it establishes a size thing, which was quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, they, I, I mean, they've got some work to do, and I don't know. It, it it's only just over a year until uh, until it's out. There's still a lot of time, and um. <sighs> And there's a couple of movies to come out as well. Yeah, I mean, because old uh, Wonder Woman's out next year, isn't it? We'll get onto that trailer in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, it looks it looks all right. You know, I, I think the fact that it felt like Snyder had his handprints all over uh, Man of Steel, which I liked, and Batman versus Superman, which I didn't like. But then again, with Batman of Steel, he had Chris Nolan there as well. It's yeah. like 
It's like with the first Transformers, which I think is the only Transformers which is actually watchable, uh, where it was Michael Bay had just come off the island, which was his first flop, and Steven Spielberg was be- like was hands on in picking Michael Bay, yeah. and it feels like he was more there with the first one, and it kind of feels like here. Zack Snyder has had to acquiesce and let other people come in, and maybe that's actually gonna yeah save things. Yeah, because it was a little bit with the first Transformers, like Bay was going, we need to blow that up, and Spielberg was going, that's a horse, Michael. They don't blow up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Whereas and then Transformers this... Two, you've got a, a Transformer with balls. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That kind of thing. Where and, and this a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would say maybe it's Snyder learning from his mistakes, but I doubt Snyder's the kind of person that learns from mistakes. He's got an aesthetic, and in his mind, it's gotten him where he's got to. So why would he change it? I, I, I basically think it's it's the suits saying, "Look, you got Ben Affleck here, who frankly is is a more acclaimed director than you, and mm. if you don't start like at, at least checking things with us." We'll just have him do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was something quite similar to that, you know. And uh, But also as well, I, I think what Snyder will kind of do there is is he will gonna go, Alright, I have made you a fuck ton of money though, haven't I? And he he kind of has. Yes. Well he did with three I mean, let's let's look at it. He did with three hundred. Yeah. Watchmen did okay. Man of Steel did okay. Man of Steel did nearly seven hundred million. That's 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 good. That's nearly three times its budget. Yeah. Okay. It's still. It's that's still not as much as the as the studio would have wanted. My my my. I suppose my point is, aside, he hasn't made a film that has. <laughs> Top to billion. Like, really, yeah, and really, really blown the doors off. And considering the opening weekend that Batman vs. Superman had, that should have blown the doors off, but it but it didn't, and that was a sign of word of mouth. You know, I mean, like, it even had a month before Civil War. It had time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a funny one, really. It's because it's, it's still made an... an unbelievable amount of money but it hasn't topped a billion and it's strange now that that they're looking at that and saying well that isn't quite good enough it's but it's the world we live in oh it is yeah it is absolutely you know, it, it, it's the world where the conjuring 2 does nearly 900 million worldwide what yeah the conjuring 2 look it up didn't they you're joking look it up that's insane. That can't. That that that. You just you said nine hundred million. Yeah. The country in two has done three hundred and ten. Of a forty million budget. Hang on, where am I getting that from then? <laughs> Don't know. What are you smoking? <laughs> hang, on, hang on. I know somewhere fucking reported that. Yeah, it's done. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's done three hundred and ten million off a forty million budget. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> What's told you that? What the fuck? I read that somewhere. <laughs> I read that somewhere. Well, that's embarrassing, and I take it back. 
All right, it's a world where Deadpool does $782 million. How about that? That's that's insane. You know, it's 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 incredible. Fucking... Because how much has Dawn of Justice actually done? Uh, 800 and something million. 872 million. million. So, right, domestic for less than 30 million. I mean, it, oh God, that's brutal. It made over half its money in its opening three days mm. in the US. Mm. I think anyway. only, I think, it, it, it's still, there's still been a few movies that have topped it. I think it, it won't finish in the top five. No. Well, Which is Jungle Book. Zootropolis. Uh, Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Which, has uh, Finding Dory opened in the UK yet? No, it comes out Friday. Finding Dory. Of course, score this. Don't start till... Well, I've, still, I've only just started. Yeah, Finding Dory's done 781 million. That's insane. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I mean, Finding Dory is going to do. It, it, it will be Batman versus Superman. So I mean, th- yeah, th- that's the thing. Batman versus Superman should be doing more than a lot of these films. Oh yeah, it should be. It should be absolutely. So, so that that's that. It's it's almost a gimme. It basically is. If it doesn't, it is because the film is not very good. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And you know, like I say, I, I think I think maybe it will. It maybe will tell him to cool down on the. Maybe I I, I would think they'll they'll want the script polished up a little bit and it'll be a bit tighter. I would say they'll also want it to be a little less morbid, a little bit less moody. I know that's that that that's the that's the kind of world they're going for. They're going for a darker world than. You know, than the Marvel Universe um, world, and that's fine because you don't you don't just want carbon copies of the Marvel Universe featuring DC characters. You want it to have a little bit of different. Um, but it, it's I don't know the, the the tone of it, the mood of it just hasn't quite settled and hasn't felt quite right yet. It's felt like it's trying to do. It felt like it felt like it's trying to do Dark Knight a little bit too much, and you know when you're saying you're separate from those movies, you've got to keep separate from those movies. Mm-hmm. But I suppose, um, sorry, you caught me eating. I do apologise. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose moving on from Justice League, what do you think of Wonder Woman? It's a great trailer. Um, it looks that one looks like it's gonna be a lot more fun. There's a lot more. Zoom, zip, zap, zap, boom, uh, within it. I like the, the, the visuals where sliding along and that sort of goes into slow-mo and then it quickens up at the end. So it, it, it's, it, it's playing with stuff um, really you know, quite well and it's, it's having a bit of fun with itself, but it looks, it, it looks badass. You know, it really does look like a, a badass movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I like the look of that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely well up for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks... It looks fun. It actually looks fun. The imagery of Wonder Woman in her costume in like a World War Two battlefield is very interesting. Um, the thing at the end I quite like about the whole uh, it sounds like slavery to me kind of thing. <laughs> I, I thought was pretty good. Um, it looks like Chris Pine is basically going to be hunky comic relief, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, and um. 
yeah, I mean, there's a kineticism to the action, which which looks really really solid. It, yeah, man, I, you know, this. It's interesting again, just going back to the moodiness of Batman versus Superman, that this has already been shot. You know, this is done. Yeah, but he's got in terms of production. So it can't have really been influenced by the Batman versus Superman is too dark, we gotta lighten this shit up stuff. Mm. So it's like Is the I, trailer is is the trailer been more playful than the film? Yeah, that. Or is it just Snyder was really, really intent on doing that shit with Batman versus Superman? Just like to you know, like to a fault. Yeah. Which it could be. It could be that. Um, because uh, Patty Jenkins that's, that's doing all that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at that point, they're very much kind of giving it to her and said, you know, you've got make your Wonder Woman movie, which yeah. is great. You know, and it's it, it, it's nice that they're doing that. So maybe she's looked at it and gone, do you know what? This is Wonder Woman. I want her to be badass and I want it to that, but I also want it to be a fun fucking movie for people to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think between... Wonder Woman and Justice League, I think DC have got a, a potentially very interesting slate for next year. Um, mm. But I mean, what have, uh, what have Marvel got coming next year? They've got, what, like four Ragnarok, Spider-Man and Guardians 2. Yeah. That's quite something. Next year's um, shaping up is what we'll say. Um, there's, there's, a, there's, there's some big, big movies coming out next year. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean this this uh, this summer kind of as it's winding down does kind of feel like it's been a bit lackluster. Um, it feels like a bit of a breather, and I mean like you had Batman vs Superman and Civil War right at the start. Yeah, and then you had you know you you know the the, the kind of the the hit of the year really uh, because you expected Batman vs Superman, you expect Finding Dory, and you expect. Civil War to make the money. The kind of surprise of the year was was Deadpool coming in and kind of going, "Hey," um, and, and that's it's cool because that's now having a bit of a trickle on effect and it's influencing things going forward. Maybe you know we're gonna get you know, let's be honest. If Deadpool hadn't have been such a success, we wouldn't have been getting um, a R-rated Wolverine movie. Mm. I don't think that. Suicide Squad, they'd have allowed that 15 certificate. I think they'd have pushed, they'd have gone, what do we need to do to just take it down that 12 there? It's interesting that that's PG-13 in the US. It's it, everywhere. It's everywhere else. It is the, the, the 12A equivalent, apart from the UK, which is really quite strange. It does seem a little bit, I think a little bit, because it's quite dark, apparently. It's, yeah. it's quite a dark movie. Um, a little bit they've gone, do you know what? Do we want to make the same mistake we made with with um, with Dark Knight? But again, they they they, you know they they admit that they don't think they made a mistake. But I think it was something ridiculous. Like um, they had complaints about um, Dark Knight. They had three times the amount of complaints they usually have in a year, and that was just about the Dark Knight. Yeah, even though it was interesting though, I saw when the BBFC posted it on Twitter, there were a lot of people reacting saying, "Great, now I can't take my kid to it." They're only yeah. looking forward to it now. I can't take my kid to it. It's just yeah, like, I, I, you I, can't I, I, have it both ways. Yeah. And I was, I, the thing is, I, I don't criticise the, the BBFC at all. I think they do a, a very good job in very strange circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and as well, the BBFC saying, for instance, is Suicide Squad is a 15, 
that doesn't mean that anybody under the age of 15 isn't allowed to watch it. They, it is the BBFC is saying we are making it the guidance that we don't feel well, that people under the age of 15 should be allowed to watch it in a cinema, so they're not going to be allowed to watch it in a cinema. When it comes out on video, if you want to show your 13-year-old kid it, then show them it. But our guidance is there, and it stops them from coming to the cinema. That's that's how it that's how it worked. I was a little bit good because my daughter's really looking forward to it. But do you know what? It doesn't that doesn't mean she's never going to get to see Suicide Squad. It's just you have to wait four or five months extra to see Suicide Squad. I don't think that that's going to exactly fucking affect her life, really, is it? No, quite. I mean, it, it just it's it's the fact that if it was cut for a twelve A, you'd have people bitching about the fact it was cut for a twelve A. Mm. It's not cut for a fifty for a twelve A, and you got people bitching because they can't take their kids to it. Yeah. It is, it, it, you know, it's just one or the other. At least with the fifteen, kids can try and pretend to be fifteen. Yeah, the thing is, I, I was saying, I, I, I was, I'm disappointed for my daughter, but if if Aya came out and it was twelve A and said, you know, there's going to be an extended cut, but we couldn't put that out in the cinema because we wanted to get that twelve A certificate. Then I'd be even more disappointed. I'd be like, hang on a fucking minute. If you add David Ayer, you get a David Ayer movie. David Ayer movies are 15. They just are. If they're not a 15, they're a fucking 18. There you go. If it had come in at 12A, I wouldn't have been bothered. But I would have been a little bit like, I wonder. I just wonder. It was interesting. I was reading um, an interview with Ayer on um, Deadline yesterday. uh, Which I'd recommend you read, actually. It was a a good Mm. interview. I think you'd enjoy it. And he's saying... This is my film. Yeah. You know, this is my... There is no extended cut. This is me. This is my film. Don't worry about it. You yeah, know? which which you don't expect anything else from Aya. I don't think Aya would have taken on um, that movie unless he knew that he could make his version of it. Yeah. Which is it's cool. You know, yeah. and did you, did you watch did you watch the moving moving on? I suppose we can do Gary the Suicide Squad one. Well, did you watch the Suicide Squad Comic Con trailer, which didn't actually feel like a trailer? It felt a little bit like a look. This is the last bit of content we're yeah, gonna give you. I didn't just because it's out in two weeks, and I felt what's the point? Yeah, it, it, it's it's nothing you haven't already seen, to be honest. I, you know, it, 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 that. The other trailers have all felt really, very well put together and very good. This feels a little bit like they've gone, we need, we need something for Comic-Con. And they've gone, we've done all the trailers. It's out in like two fucking weeks. They've gone, we need something for Comic-Con. And they've gone, ah, oh, fucking hell. There you go. And they've gone, we need something else. We need, we need just like a couple of extra little bits. And they've gone, like, there and there. There you go. But you haven't given us fucking time to cut together a proper trailer. So it did feel a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, wait, 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 I don't know, it's fair enough. I mean, like, they, they, they don't really need to do anything now, do they? No. Um, uh, okay, so moving on, I suppose staying with DC, kind of. Uh, Lego Batman? Yeah. Um, the trailers are fun, the trailers are funny, uh, the idea's fun, the idea's funny. I'm just worried that if they can hold that for 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, man. Will Arnett doing that for 90 minutes could be a bit... Yeah. Could be a bit. Do you know what? These should have been little little features, little mini half an hour, what is it, that were tacked on to, that were, that were like tacked on to every DVD or iTunes uh, extras. 
of every DC uh, universe movie, you had like a little Batman shot, a little half an hour of a Batman goes on an adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, then again, it, then, again lot, then again, a lot of people said the same thing about the Lego movie. Could it hold together or what is it? And it, it fucking did. So, again, you're judging off a few trailers, but that is my worry. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I laughed. Um, the um, I don't live in uh, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne's basement. <laughs> Bruce Wayne li- lives in my attic. My attic was, yeah. was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. Ray Fiennes sounds good as Alfred. Um, yes, he really does, yeah. The... Um... The what is it? You need to take care of your son. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, like, in the end of the day, if this is the Batman film that five-year-olds can go and see, awesome. If it's not that great for adults, fuck it. Yeah. Never it, mind. It, that's it. You know, that I think that is what people might miss, you know, is that, look, the Lego... We know you enjoyed the Lego movie because it had a hipster song in it and it, it felt like that and you were going, oh, look at all the little in-jokes that are for us, you know, anything like that. It, it the, the reason why these Lego things have got made is because kids play these fucking Lego games like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they're there. So let them have their superheroes. And it's going to come out in February and it will probably do a billion <laughs> it could, could quite, quite well do, yeah. yeah. It'll do more than Batman versus Superman. The Lego Batman film will do more than Batman versus Superman. I tell you now. I hope. I I, I hope it does. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, Jesus. Um. So Warner Brothers had um some more, didn't they? Kong Skull Island. Yes. It's Apocalypse Kong, isn't it? It's Apocalypse That'll Kong. <laughs> yeah. By it, me. it is. You know. I, I, once it started, the first night, and I was like, I'm all right with this. I was all right with it because the poster is fantastic. It's a solid poster. And then it started, and I was like, yeah, this is moody. And then it started going, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a fucking war film. Yeah. This is fantastic. And then there was the the obvious kind of Apocalypse Now nods. I was like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Throwing my wallet at the screen, going, just just have it, have it, take it, everything. I yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, same. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say. Helicopters in hazy, low sun. Yeah, and and then then, then that massive Kong just arriving. Yeah. Also, as well, a helicopter getting hit by a tree, and everyone looking at each other, going, "What the?" And uh, um, slightly slimmer John Goodman. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is always good. Um, so there's that. And uh, King Arthur. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, I, wait, why not? Why not? Why not? Sure. That, that literally is. That was my yacht exchange. What is it? On, on WhatsApp, not King Arthur is. Why not? I will happily watch essentially Guy Ritchie going. I'm gonna do a Cockney King Arthur movie. I'm gonna do a Cockney gang story that's about King Arthur. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fine by me. Like that that trailer's mental. Oh. Like I, it's it's gonna do disastrously. It's gonna make no money. Oh no, I I I, I think it will. I d no, no. Like mainstream audiences are gonna watch that trailer and they're gonna be like, What the fuck was that? I I, I think I'm I'm gonna put out no don't know. It's not gonna make a billion, it's not gonna make seven hundred million or anything stupid like that. But I reckon it'll make money. 
this will be this year's Deadpool for me. It will like come out and it would like just do insane. Do you know one of the reasons why I think it will? Because there's there's a little bit of an ace up the sleeve with this movie, isn't there? What? Beckham's in it. Is he actually in it? In it. He's, he, he's in it and has a small speaking role. Yeah, because he had a small speaking role in the Man from Uncle. Yeah, no, he, he's an actual character in this. Mm, okay. Mm. Interesting. Um, and he still, he, he still outright says, "I am not pursuing a career in acting. I'm not very good, but Guy Ritchie is my mate." <laughs> yeah, which well, I don't know. Fair enough. Why not? And then, to be fair, I thought he was quite funny in the Man from Uncle. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, okay, Jesus Christ. What else have we got? Still got a few to go. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, <sighs> Wi-Fi password made me laugh. Wi-Fi password made me laugh. The rest of it, I was watching it going, oh, God, have I got to watch two hours of this? Yeah, it's um, it's the closest to a not sure thing Marvel have had in a while. Um the visuals look it look interesting but very inceptioning as they did in the first trailer. Uh, the 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 kind of the whole kind of aesthetic looks inceptiony and the ideas look matrixy. Yeah, there you they, go. They, they must look at Tilda Swinton and go, she does really look and sound a lot like Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, and I, it, it's going to be if Cumberbatch can make you care. Yeah. At the, judging by that trailer, I'm more into Juatel Edgier for. Yes. I, 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 I watched Doctor Strange, I, but I couldn't give a shit about it. Yeah, it's, it's the most I don't really care of any Marvel film in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I, I'd rather have any of next year's before this. Yes. Um, so, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, absolutely, who knows? Um, and uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which looks like Harry Potter in New York without yeah. Harry Potter. And yeah. that's... I'll watch it. Boring is what it is. Yeah, I, I'll, I don't know. If I'll watch it. Why not? I mean, I like the Harry Potter films. Colin Farrell's going to be a bad guy, it looks like. Fine. Um, and uh, what surprise of the week, I suppose... There's a new Blair Witch film. Yeah. Do we know the the kind of the starting with this? Did it start as a new yeah. Blair Witch? It did yeah. start as a new it, Blair Witch. It was, it was a Blair Witch film all the way. They just they fake, fake the people out with the title. Right. That, 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 that's fine. I'm all right then with that. My worry was that they've gone, oh... This isn't great. This isn't great. This this movie. Do you know what we could do? What? It is a little bit Blair Witchy. Yeah. No. No. There's. It. It's. It's very much like tied. Um. And I mean, I rewatched the uh, the original trailer from a couple months back, and I still can't get any hint in that whatsoever of. Of no. it being a Blair Witch film, looked, you know, I mean... It looks crap in that trailer. We both said it here, didn't we? we, the, we the weird thing was, when we talked about it on here, we both said the same thing. Uh, that looks crap, but there must be more to it because of the, the director. He can't be making that movie. He can't be making just a generic woods-based horror movie. And, but the, the, the both trailers look like a generic woods-based horror film. Like the the it god, the trailer, yeah. does, the trailers don't look good. 
No, they, they, they don't. But, but, it's now got me at least interested. You know, before, if it was just the woods and it was just and we had horror movie set in woods, I'd be like, Do you know what? I can wait for Netflix for that. Whereas yeah, sorry, this no. makes me go, I want to watch it. I want to see how it ties it in. I want to see what the sequel is. I want to see if it in any way is the scariest movie ever made, which you can say about any horror movie because at least one person will think every horror movie is the scariest movie ever made. So I want to, I, I'm now interested. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's written by Simon Barrett as well. So, and, it, it, you know, it's produced by their normal producer, Keith Calder. So it's, it's it, you know, it, it's them doing this and that is interesting. And if we're going to do a Blair Witch sequel nearly 20 years later, I'm kind of glad it's them doing it, I suppose. Um, yeah. You know, I, it, it it's just the, the trailers don't look great, but let let's see what happens. Yes, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming the reason why it got pulled from Fright Fest was because of this, and Fright Fest probably had to get their shit printed up, and 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 you know, and whatnot, and like, I'm, um, it's it, you know, it's weird that this got pulled from Fright Fest, and why did it get pulled from Fright Fest? Because if you're gonna want positive word on a Blair Witch sequel, if you're a sure thing, this is good. Would be play it at Fright Fest. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So it kind of feels like them. I I think it must be something to do with this whole thing that's caused it to be pulled from Fright Fest. Yeah. Um. You know, like just I wonder how like far out they have to have certain materials like ready and like they couldn't call it the uh the the woods there. I mean, I'm actually going to have a look at the, the Fright Fest forums just to see if there's anything there. Mm. about it but because um... it does come out it comes out beginning of September doesn't it well middle of September yeah UK uh... oh right okay so they're doing a separate like oh, they're doing a separate like preview screening Fright, yeah uh... Fright Fest are going to be hosting a special preview screening prior to its UK release oh fair enough then so yeah, but it comes out September sixteenth. So ah oh, fuck, I'm on holiday that weekend. <laughs> Bollocks. Oh man, I wonder if it's going to be playing Spain the same weekend because I think I'm, I'm going with my in-laws and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend, and I reckon they they'd be up for going to see it. <laughs> Have to wait and see on that one. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. One yeah, last one uh, is the Snowden trailer, uh, which played Comic Con for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually see this trailer. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like it could be a really interesting film. To be honest, it's an interesting story. Um, Joseph Levitt looks you know, looks like he's he's doing very well. And the thing is with Arm Stone, when he's tackling this kind of stuff, when he when he's on with it, he can be very very good. Um, so let's fingers crossed, it's going to be one of his very very good ones, not one of his not as good ones. Yep, fair enough. September, isn't it? Yes. Is it? So, yeah. yeah. Bloody hell, we're getting there, aren't we? Well, it, it, we're, we're pretty close to September. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Bloody hell. Right, um, okay, so that's that. That's the bumper trailer talk. <laughs> yeah, we um, we did a poll. Um, I'm just going to get my phone out now and have a look. Um, 
Oh, oh, did you see, just to say, did you see Joe Carnahan's tweet? About what? Joe Carnahan put out a tweet um, shortly after all these trailers dropped, saying, forget male director, forget female oh. director, you want a flat-out badass filmmaker, Miss Patty Jenkins is the goods, and Wonder Woman looks fucking great. And Patty Jenkins actually responded to him about it. That's cool. Uh, yeah, she responded with... Um, let me just find her response. Because she's had quite a lot of tweets. Uh, for a truly great filmmaker, that means the world. Thanks, Joe. Nice. Yeah, so that was, that was nice. You know, that, that's a typically Joe kind of response to something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... So, 19 votes in the poll. Thanks to everyone for voting. That's cool. Um, yep. Pretty tight, to be fair. Uh, third place, Lego Batman with 26%. Kong Skull Island with 32%. Wonder Woman with 42%. And other 0%. So, it looks <laughs> like we got the top three. Yes, we did indeed. Um, so, Doctor Strange can go fuck itself, apparently. Yeah, can. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, so, let's move on. Star Trek yes. Beyond. It is directed by um, Justin Lin and stars The Usual, basically, uh, but, uh, but also Idris Elba and Sophia Batella. Uh, story in this one, uh, they're about three years into their five-year mission. Uh, Kirk is bored and uh, <laughs> gets and actually says things are feeling episodic, um, which was a bit like, wow, all right, fair enough, like... Yeah, that's quite matter, isn't it? Okay. Um, and uh, the Enterprise are responding to a distress call where they are atta- uh, attacked by uh, a kind of a, a, a collection of beings known as the Thrall. Uh, they are led by Kral, uh, played by Idris Elba. Um, they crash land, the crew are separated, and uh, Scotty teams up with Jailer, played by Sophia Batella. Um, and basically they have to try and defeat Idris Elba's character. Um, Mark, what do you think of Star Trek Beyond? I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's um, I, I like the fact that it it stands alone, completely alone, as its own movie, which I think is really cool. Um, I, I I have seen Star Trek and I've seen Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, but I can't really remember them that well. I remember what happened, but if you were to ask me to put out pick out specific points, I, I'd be like. Oh, I have a feeling if I watched when I watched either of them again, I'll be going, oh, I forgot about this bit. I forgot about this bit. So I don't remember them vividly, but I know the kind of bits of what happened. Um, whereas this felt, I don't know, it felt breezy. It felt like it, it felt less like it was trying to impress people, um, which I I got that feeling with Star Trek Into Darkness that Star Trek went, we're here and it surprised people. Star Trek Into Darkness tried to impress people and ultimately kind of failed although i didn't actually mind it whereas star trek beyond kind of felt like it was going do you know what we're just gonna make a star trek movie we're just gonna try doing that rather than making a new star trek movie so it felt weirdly it felt smaller in kind of scale it, it felt a little bit more because it was spread around that it, it i don't know I, i'm not a, a I'm not a Star Trek hater, but I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, so I don't know the universe. But I felt more like I was watching a Star Trek movie. Um, And I I liked that. And what I I really liked was the fact that um, 
at one point I looked at my watch and it wasn't a, I'm bored look at my watch I just happened to look at my watch and I went shit there's only like half an hour left uh, and it, it it that it gets to that third act really quickly and really well in that what can usually happen with these movies is the start and the build a great the middle bags and then the end um, disappoints. Whereas this, I thought it was solid throughout. To be honest, I I had a good time with it. I mean, we'll get to the more exact points, and we'll get to a few kind of this didn't really work for me bits. But yeah, overall, it's a fun space romp, and that's what you want from a Star Trek movie. Yeah. That's what I want from a Star Trek movie, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, no, agreed. <clears throat> excuse, excuse me. Um, it, I think it's got enough character, like plenty of character stuff there, and. It do, it's not particularly like world smashing apocalyptic like holy shit everything's gonna blow up which which I enjoy as well um I mean I I, I don't think it's perfect um I, I Idris Elba's character I guessed what was going on with him really 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 early on um and I, I like I thought that played out a, disappo- a bit disappointingly flat to be honest um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great deal of fun as well. Um, it does feel like its own self-contained thing though, you know, the, the stuff about Kirk's father, I think is interesting considering the, like the information this week, that Chris Hemsworth's going to be in the next one. Hmm. Um, which I, I could be very interesting Hemsworth and Pine together, uh, if they play it right. Um, and the action is solid without being spectacular, but there's a good sense of movement to the whole thing. Uh, I think it's a little baggy. Um, I, I ever so slightly. I, I I wasn't looking at my phone or anything like checking the time, but I was. I would have been close to it. Um, and I, I I think maybe the the ending is not as interesting as a lot of the stuff that comes before. Uh, but the, the cast is still great. Um, it's it's good that ev- everyone's given stuff to do. Zoe Saldana feels slightly let down. Um, she basically becomes person Idris Elba spouts exposition to. Yeah, but I don't mind Zoe Saldana as an actress. I think she, she, she's she's okay. She, she's perfectly fine. I don't. She isn't somebody the way she's turns up to something. I go. God, not her. But she was a bit... She was a bit one-note in the first two. No, she is. She's basically... And and giving her stuff to do... Annoyed at Spock because of something. Yeah, if you give her stuff to do just for the sake of giving her stuff to do, it feels like... If if she had more to do, they'd have had to turn down another character, and I'd have been going there going, I I, I want more of Sophie Nutella. I want more of that. That's what I want because she was cool. Yeah, no, that's yeah, and that's true. She was, she was cool. Um, and, and, you know, she was badass. And yeah. It just, it would have been cool if maybe Uhura had a badass moment herself, and she kind of doesn't really. Yeah. Um, you know, then again, I mean, like Chekhov doesn't get an awful lot to do either. Um, no. you know, it, it, it's. It's going to be interesting how they play that in the next ones. Well, they've they, they basically said we're not replacing him. Yeah, because it's going to be interesting because a key, the key thing with Spock at the end is basically like he doesn't want to give up on his crew. Mm. Like he wants the, the crew to stay together. 
And what's going to happen with Anton Yelchin's character? I know through no fault of their own, but it's going to be... He's got a promotion and he's he's going to be like first officer on another starship or something like that, and he's off. And it, it, it slightly feels like it's going to dampen Spock's arc slightly, maybe. But you know, I, I you know, it, it it can't be helped. It, no, it, it's almost it, it's actually mean to to kind of like talk about that. So maybe I should just stop. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it is it's an awful lot of fun. You can tell Justin Lin is a fan and he cares and Simon Pegg wrote a good film about Edgar Wright who knew yeah and that that's it it's a and as well he doesn't he doesn't just give himself loads of cool lines and loads of stuff to do um although he does have quite a lot to do in it but it all feels natural it feels like he should have stuff to do uh, would have been nice if he toned down the lassies yeah but I think that's an inflection that he he he, he always does play things Upper level, sometimes you know, too much. Um, it, I don't know. I, it just the whole thing. I I, I was laughing throughout a, a, a lot of it, um, and I had a big smile on my face throughout a lot of it. Which for this type of movie, you should. You summed up uh, a few seconds ago quite well. Is it didn't feel apocalyptic, and I don't want every single fucking summer blockbuster to feel apocalyptic. Yeah. I want occasionally them to be. Look, this is a side story of this. Yeah, that's no, exactly. great. Exactly. I mean, in the end of the day, if Kirk's dad's in the next one, the next one's going to be super Kirk heavy, and there's probably going to be a lot of apocalyptic type stuff going on. Yeah. If there's going to be like timelines like merging all over the place. So let's just have it be chilled. And I think maybe part of that was dictated by the fact that the whole process was quite rushed. Uh, mm. You know, I mean, they, they basically had a few months to write it after Roberto Orsi left the project. And apparently it was like a complete start over. Yeah. So, you know, God knows what happened there. Um, but yeah, so like, the fact that it is quite self-contained is maybe because of that, but it's just, it's a fun time. It's a nice, it's a nice breather after Into Darkness. And I, I rewatched Into Darkness this week. I, I rewatched the Abrams track as well. And I've made my peace with Into Darkness somewhat. I was very, very mingy about it when we, we went to see it the, the first time before Mike's wedding. Yeah, you see, I, 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 I quite enjoyed Into Darkness, but I'm less versed in the, the universe than, it, than, than, than people. I, I've seen, I've seen, weirdly enough, I've seen all of the Star Trek movies, but I've seen them all once. Mm. And um, to be honest, I watched a lot of them with a friend that I used to have um, years ago, and I was baked throughout most of them uh, sure. that I watched. Um, so, uh, although I watched them and I know I've seen them, actually calculating them in my brain would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's it it's the pandering of of Into Darkness that. Um, you know, which obviously, like you just said there, you probably wouldn't get as much. But the, you know, the, the switching of Kirk and Spock compared to what it was in Wrath of Khan um, is is just brutal. Um, and the, the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch, even though, yes, it's an alternate timeline, how Ricardo Montalban and Benedict Cumberbatch are actually supposed to look like each other, I'm fascinated by that. Um, I, and I don't think Cumberbatch is great. Uh, even though Peter Weller is a bad guy in Into Darkness. And it's kind of amazing how 
little his character seems to give a shit about anyone else. Um, it, it's kind of breathtaking, actually. Some of like some of the way he, he plays it in that film, but it, it, you know, it, the, the crew together are decent, and I, I don't know. It, it, it feels Into Darkness feels like it has something to say beyond doesn't, but no. that's not a problem. But that's cool. Yeah, it's I, nice I to like something that doesn't have anything to say. Yeah, I, I like the fact that that from from word go, you know. It's essentially going. Look, have some fun. Have some fun. We're going to show you, a, you know, a big fucking space opera, and it's going to be fun. And you know that everything in the end of it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I mean, like Sophia Patella really, really was great. I hope, I, I, I hope they keep her. I really hope they keep her. I'd be gutted if it turned out she wasn't on the fucking Enterprise in the next one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, you know. To be fair, Chekhov re- Chekhov's replacement? Could be, yeah. You know, that's quite an easy switch. And there you go, she's there. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was the character dynamics. Like, seeing um, Spock and Bones together. And, I, I mean, they, they had some fucking brilliant exchanges. Um, and, and, you know, that that was great. And Sulu gets uh, gets a good good amount to do. Because there's a moment with Sulu in Into Darkness where... Um, he has to take the uh, he has to take the con basically, and um, he's um, he has to send out like a la- like a loudspeaker message to Khan, and he's but he's like, I have seven torpedoes aimed at you, and I you know if you do not comply, they will be your destruction. Do not test me. And it's like, yeah, you're a badass. And then mm. here, he's kind of like, he's he's quite the badass again, you know, and it, it, it's I. I like the continuity there, and it kind of feels like these guys have now taken ownership of these characters. Um, and I mean, like Spock as well. The whole thing with Ambassador Spock, which was lovely, like the, 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 when he pulled, like he gets that photo at the end. That, that like that, that I'd imagine lifelong fans would probably break down and cry at that. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just the, the whole of the thing of it being the 50th anniversary of Trek and. You know, even down to the posters, like, the poster is very... The, 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 not, well, the, the poster with, like, where it's kind of, like, the, the vertical lines of colour, yeah, not the that, diagonal, but it's very the motion picture. Yeah, it, it looks like a Star Trek movie poster. Yeah, yeah. Rather, um, rather just a generic space blockbuster poster. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, and, and Justin Lin's come in, and, you know, he's not saying, I did the Fast and Furious films, I'm cool. You know, I'm too cool for this. It, you know... Directors have come into Trek in the past and have been like, I don't really know Star Trek, I'm just going to make my own thing. And sometimes that works. Nicholas Meyer certainly did with the Wrath of Khan. Stuart Baird did not with Nemesis. Um, but you've got Justin Lin coming here and he's a fan and he's respectful and, you know, but he doesn't get too geeky. He still has the fun stuff. And, you know, if you're with the film, the sabotage moment at the end, which, <laughs> you know, you really have to be with the film for that to pull off. Yeah, do you know what? When um, when I listened to um, Take the Power Back, and it was like, I like the shouting and the beat. I was like, do you know what? That's, that's, that's a cool line. Yeah. And then when she said, I know which, I, I know the song, my brain went, oh, what's it going to be? And I remembered, yeah. oh, it was in the trailer, wasn't it? And at that moment, I kind of went from being sort of sat down and enjoying it to sat with kind of like my feet up a little bit and sat back just going, just just laughing. 
And the weird thing was, I was in a semi-busy screening. There was me and one other girl who throughout the entire sequence of that of sabotage were just laughing. Oh, the one guy in my screening clapped at the end of that bit. With, I did. You know, that, that's what you want. That's what I did. you want. As well. Nice. I, I, uh, I, mean... I, 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 I clapped. I, I, I think when it started to come up, sometimes I went, oh, yes. <laughs> it's just the way that Kirk, like, almost fourth wall breaks and goes, like, that's a good choice. You know, yeah. and, like, looks straight down the barrel of the camera and it's like, <laughs> you know, fucking A. Why, oh, and you know? Also, the, is this classical music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, it, you know, just brilliant. <laughs> I mean, obviously, sabotage is the, the double meaning as well, you know. And it, yeah. if, if, you know, you, that's the thing. I was with it then. It's like this is brilliant. And I kind, I was kind of thinking like, is, so this is going to be the climax then. This is great. And then it goes it, on for about another twenty minutes. Yeah, that that is that is the problem. It is that's what I would say is where it starts to kind of because you go in, hang on a minute, that it, you know that there's something else. You know there's going to be a big showdown. It's not going between... to be the bad guy gets blown up in a ship. That's yeah. not happening. There's got to be a showdown between Kirk and Kroll. So, yeah. It's a little bit like, oh, do you know what? Sabotage is only like a three, and a t- three minute, 28 second song. You don't need to cut it off there. It should have been the whole fucking song. I'd agree. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the sabotage thing as well. It brought to mind, weirdly, Aloha. Like, the whole, like, the way, you've seen Aloha, haven't you? Yeah. The whole blowing up, um, is it Bill Murray in that? Yeah. Yeah, blowing up his thing in space by, like, launching loads of noise and songs and stuff at it until it blows up, where it's, like, basically Cameron Crowe chucked his record collection into space and it blew something up. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, ju- I just, like, it almost took me out of it. It, I, it can't have been a direct reference to Cameron Crowe's Aloha. It can't <laughs> have been. But all I was thinking was, shit, no one, I, 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 I suppose no one has ever been able to link Star Trek Beyond an Aloha. No, they have I've just done it. You and that it. kind of took me out of it slightly, to be honest. But I, ju- I just had to get off my chest. Also, <laughs> like, I just, I knew... As soon as, like, Ahura said to Idris Elba, like, there's something, you know, there's something else going on here. There's something you're not saying. Mm. And it's like, right, okay, USS Franklin, yeah, that's that was his shit, fine. Yeah. And even when they, they play that video early on, and it's, like, in the background, I was looking at that thinking, like, he's going to be in that video. He's going to be in that video. And uh, I, 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 I didn't get that. I, I, I knew that, that, he, that clearly he'd... He'd had some kind of interaction with humans beyond what is it? So he'd clearly come in, uh, you know, with with um, with the uh, the Federation. He'd clearly been around that. But yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't get that as much as that certainly. So yeah, I mean, like when uh, I was like looking at that thing, I was like, oh, just fucking show him, just fucking show him, come on. But 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 I liked his like how his character came about where the Federation have abandoned me. I'm a soldier without a purpose. They've given me this captain's role. And the fact that like, like Chris Pine even says to him, you won, mm. you know, and it's, it, 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 it's, yeah, it, it was a quite a, a, a kind of shifting dynamic of, um, yeah, 
you've got this guy who is clearly suffering from some kind of anger mixed with PTSD, mixed with all sorts of other stuff, <laughs> and then has got all of this power, and he's just trying to fucking blow shit up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that was interesting, and I could have done with more. It's not like uh, the the bad guy in For the Dark World, where, if anything, you want less of him. With this, I actually wouldn't have minded getting into that dynamic more. Mm. And, you know, I mean, like, because there, there was a moment as well where um, it's like zero gravity, and he looks at himself in that, like, shard of glass. Yeah. And it was almost as if he was having, like, a crisis of conscience or something for a second. Yeah. But then just grabbed, grabbed the thing, and it was like, I, if, if that was intended, I would have liked that developed a bit more. You know, I mean, he's... He's potentially a really interesting villain. And I think all of the the, the, the the new Trek films have done this. Like, Nero was a potentially really interesting villain. Like, like his anger against Spock, you know, it, it could be fascinating. And Khan, like, the whole, the whole, like, smarter than everybody else, but being used by the Federation thing is quite well done. But the whole mystery box angle just completely torpedoed that. And then you've got Kroll here, and he's potentially interesting, but you don't really get enough of him. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's a shame as well. I mean, but, but however, the film overall is really solid, and considering what the early marketing was like, good on it for being really solid. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, absolutely. You know, until like, two, like, until about a month, six weeks ago, everybody had forgotten this fucking film was coming. Yeah, you know, and 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 you know, and yeah, I, I, I totally had, I yeah. totally had, and was when it came out, I was like, really, did anyone even want that? And then when I watched it, I've gone, do you know what? I didn't want it, didn't expect it, but I fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, there, there you go, and uh, and so it's really just fun. Yeah, that's basically it. Exactly. Good on it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a thoroughly definitely not shit from me. I, I really enjoyed it. But the thing is as well, I, whereas I've watched Star Trek once, twi- I've watched Star Trek twice. I watched it once, then I watched it before in the darkness. I've watched Star Trek in the darkness once. And I'm not, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not likely busting the gut to watch it again. Whereas Star Trek Beyond, I'll, I'll happily watch again. Mm. You know, I'll, you know, when cause I, I see it on my own, when it comes out uh, on home viewing, I'll watch it with X. Quite happily, and I, I I know I'll be going into it going. I'm gonna have fun with this. Yep, 4K Blu-ray day one for me because like I'm gonna need some 4K content, and this will look very 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 nice. Yes, it will. I mean, fuck, it was project it it would have been projected in 2K where I saw it, so I could potentially be looking at a better fucking visual presentation than what what I fucking saw it at in the cinema. So day one. Day one, day one, day one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again, and good on them. Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. What, what did what did people say on the poll? Uh, let's take a look. Because I didn't have that ready. Because I'm not very good at having this shit organised, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, bit tight. Seven votes. Fifty-seven percent. Definitely not shit. Touching cloth. Forty-three percent. Nobody said shit though. Oh, that, that, well, that's heartening that nobody said shit. Yeah. Um, oh, and also, actually, I should mention in terms of polls, TGP seventy three. <laughs> yes. 
How do you position your toilet roll on the dispenser? <laughs> Pull from over the top, 87%. Pull from underneath, 13%, based on 38 votes. Yeah. So I think 13% equates to four votes. So four people were right in that poll. No, four people were criminally wrong like yourself. <laughs> you and three of the madmen. No, no. You're wrong. Nope, nope. Right, okay. Um, let's do some what we watch then. Go ahead, sir. Uh, right. I'll, well, uh, because we've we've already talked for quite a while, uh, I will I won't spend too long on them. Um, I rewatched uh, Bond Legacy. Uh, I'd watched. That's what I've got the the. Um, oh yes. Damon Bonds. Um, but I was I enjoyed them, but I felt a little bit under underwhelmed by them uh, at the end of it. I really enjoyed Legacy. I really enjoyed Legacy. It's too long. It's 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 a good fifteen twenty minutes. Love too the Oscar long. Isaac section. I'm going to be rewatching it this week. I'm looking forward to it. The Oscar yeah, Isaac it, section, it, man, in the cabin. Good stuff. Yeah, um, that's great. Uh, I like Renner's um, Aaron Cross. I like the fact that essentially he's very similar to you know it, it's a similar thing. I, I I do like the the Lincolns from from the Bond movies, uh, well, from the other Bond movies. Um, it, it, again, it suffers from towards the end. It becomes generic Bond movie, so it's got to have like a car chase and it's got to have blah 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 blah. Uh, it just felt a little bit like that, but yeah, I I really quite enjoyed it to be honest. Um, nice. It's I, weirdly enough, I probably enjoyed it more than the other Bond movies. You sir are a a diamond in the rough. <laughs> I will I will accept that happily. Um next one I watched uh was um I rewatched Airheads, the uh nineteen eighty four uh Rich Wilkes comedy, uh sorry, um Michael Lehman comedy. Um of uh, Airheads for anybody who hasn't seen it um, stars Brendan Fraser Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler as Chaz, Rex and Pip a band that are called the Lone Rangers which is fantastic the fact that everybody who says it goes hang on a minute how can you pluralise the Lone Ranger <laughs> and the band just don't get it which is magnificent um, um, along with a lot of other people where to get their demo played they hire Jack a rock radio station. Uh, it still holds up ridiculously well. Um, it's 92 minutes long, which obviously it's a comedy, so it should be 92 minutes long. Um, but it's nice seeing Adam Sandler as a not as the central character in a movie, as the as one of the other characters, as uh, one of the sidekicks, essentially. Uh, it's nice seeing a young, funny Steve Buscemi uh, and Brendan Fraser now not looking like, um, like literally, he has washed up on the shore in LA. Um, it, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it's on Netflix UK, mm. and I urge people to rewatch it because, like I say, it doesn't feel dated. It doesn't feel like it's aged, really. It doesn't, it doesn't feel fresh or anything like that, but it, it's still, the ideas of it still work. The comedy of it still works. Uh, it's still zany, yet feels possible. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it certainly is a, a lot of fun. Nice. Fair enough. Um, moving on to a movie that was a lot of fun to a movie that wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I watched Tale of Tales. Oh, the uh, fucking 
Matteo, Matteo uh, Carano, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, film starring Salma Hayek, Vincent Cassell, Toby Jones, and John C. Riley in a Blink and You'll Miss Him um, performance. There, yeah. Have you seen this yet? Not yet, no. It's two and a quarter hours long. Okay. It's two and a quarter hours long. Mm. It's two and a quarter hours long. <laughs> I. It's two and a quarter hours long. I started watching it at um, at ten o'clock last night, um, and it finished because obviously you know went to get drinks etc and stuff like that. Um, it, it finished at, at nearly one in the morning. Um, it, it felt like I'd been watching it for days, days. Um, it is for anybody who says, oh no, you've got to look for the for the meaning beyond the meaning. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Right? Looking for the meaning beyond the meaning in Tale of Tales, right, is quite simply like watching a Frosty's advert from the 90s and saying, oh my God, this is such a brilliant takedown of the Trump administration. Because that is as much as I can get with Tale of Tales. There is no meaning beyond the fact that this quite simply looks like something that would be on Sky One at fucking Easter. It's all people who can be very good in stuff, but can also be very bad in stuff occasionally. And that's what happens here. Toby Jones uh, noticing that he's got a flea on his hand and then pricking his finger to give it some blood and then raising it until it becomes like a fucking horse-sized flea, right? It's got Selma Hayek eating a sea beast's heart to become pregnant with a son. It's got Vincent Cassell finding a witch's voice. That's never actually confirmed he's a witch or not, by the way. Horny and then wanting to fuck her, right? And then... She says, oh, you can, but you've got to have all the lights off. So he does, and then he turns the lights on to have a quick look at her and realises that she's an old hag, so has her thrown out of the window, right? Which, my description of it there is more entertaining than how it actually happens. Right. It's... All I can say is for people, if you got some out of this, fantastic. All power to you. However... I can't help but thinking that if you got something out of this, then you've been looking too fucking hard at it. You, what you have, what you have got out of it, what you have created in your brain that this was saying, is more interesting than anything this movie is saying at all. It was painful to watch. If you want to watch a dark fairy tale. Just watch fucking Sleeper Hollow and others grin. Because they're at least entertaining. This was just boring, subpar, amateur dramatic bum whiffery. Oh dear. Yes, I, I it will be my bottom five of the year, I will almost guarantee it. Wow, fucking hell, really? Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. It's not much to hate the movie. I hate the fact that people I, I, I the movie was just boring. I will hate it because people will tell me how brilliant it is and I will be going, no, it's not. It's shit. Mm. Stop telling me it's brilliant because it's made by a, by a European director and it stars people who are usually brilliant. That doesn't make it fucking brilliant. 
Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's just, no. Just no. No, no, no. Start telling me about something else, Ian. Okay, I will. Um, blimey. Um, so I watched um, Kurosawa's second film, uh, The Most Beautiful. Yes. Uh, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, <laughs> it's um, an 80-minute propaganda piece um, for Japanese people keeping on making weapons and whatnot during World War Two. Um, the first 15 minutes um, of the, the like in this factory production targets are increased uh, 100% for the men, 50% for the women, and the women are all like devastated by this and the the, 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 they, the the head of the women has a meeting with the with the manager and they and the manager's like well you know we've given you lower targets and she's like that's exactly it we think we can do more we can think we can do as many as much as the men we you know give us as much we'll we'll prove to you that we can do it and cool women are brilliant that's yeah. absolutely fine I didn't need an hour and 20 minutes of then my father's just died, but my mother's just died. But my father said, don't come home. The war effort is more important. And um, a girl like basically fakes an illness until she basically drops dead. uh, Fakes not having an illness, sorry, so that she can continue working. And it's all about increasing productivity. And, you know, it just wow, really? Um, I mean, apparently, uh, Shiro Sagata, the, the first film, was not liked by wartime censors because they felt it didn't have an in- inspiring enough message for, you know, increasing productivity. So Kurosawa basically went, OK, well, here's the most straight fucking thing you can imagine. Then. How's this? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's not a great film. Um, you know, it, it's an hour and 20. Thank fuck it was an hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, you know, it almost feels like like heresy for like down decrying a, a film by Akira Kurosawa, but you know, it's almost, an eighty-minute advert. Yeah, I think his first four or five movies are are about eighty odd minutes long. They're yeah. no longer than ninety minutes. Yeah, no, no, and you know, I mean, I mean it, you know, it is what it is, though. It was a very specific situation under which this was made. Yes. Um. So you know, that's that. Like I say, it is what it is. Um, okay, uh, so I mean, I, I watched the, the Trek films. I also watched the uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, the new Blu-ray does look very nice. Um, even though I did notice there are a couple of shots where it's on Shatner, where it literally looks like Vaseline's been rubbed over the camera to make his wrinkles look less less there, uh, which is like literally it's quite, horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a scene about ten fifteen minutes in where um, Kirk and Bones are having a conversation in his apartment where it cuts the bones and it's nice and sharp and it cuts to Shatner and it just looks a bit smeary. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I think it's just at a high enough resolution now where it is like you could see, no, it's not. you know, and there is, you know, there is an, an H, a 4k HDR version of this out there. Um, uh, Nicholas Meyer was in an interview uh, last year and he was talking about it. That's not out yet. God knows what that scene's going to look like. in <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're literally going to be at a C time in his forehead. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, but Rafa Khan's still amazing, and Amazing Grace at the end still tears me up like no one's business every single fucking time. 
uh, that scene is gorgeous. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what else did I watch? Uh, Deadpool. Rewatched Deadpool. 4K Blu-ray. Lovely. Uh, I'd watched part of it when we recorded last week, but yeah, that film holds up very well on second viewing. It's just a lot of fun. Good. Um, I've still done my second viewing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not going to be top ten at the end of the year for me or anything, but I, I, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think you'll you'll still enjoy it. And uh, lastly, for me actually, because uh, yeah, no fair play, it is nearly eight o'clock, isn't it? Um, I watched Scanners for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. How have you got? How have you got? How have you really got to Scanners just now? It's on movie, uh, where it literally expires in four hours. That, that does that doesn't explain why you've not watched Scanners yet. Because <laughs> I, I find Cronenberg quite. Oh, you do, don't you? The body he weirds me stuff. out. He yeah. Really, like his early stuff really weirds me out. Oh, have you ever seen Rabbit? I, I'm never fucking watching Shivers or Rabbit ever again. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, body horror, you're because I'm a little bit funny with body horror. It, 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 it's your ah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like I mean, like body horror, yeah, it it weirds me out. Like the the thing I can do because it's kind of fantastical, um, but like rabid, like and you know, like Sliver, James Gunn's Sliver, I will never ever watch that film again. I watched it the once, fun film, didn't need to see some of the things in that film just because <laughs> it, it like it kind of like freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and 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 there you go, you know, so. But yeah, I mean, Scanners. It, it. I, I, as I said on one of Becky's favourite films, this. Oh really? Oh, fair play. Yeah, what's it? If you didn't know it was Cronenberg, you'd almost think it was a parody of Cronenberg because <laughs> it is so. It's none more Cronenberg. Yes, it's very Cronenbergy, isn't it? Yeah, I, and you know the atmosphere. The atmosphere in his early films is unlike any other director ever for me. Like, the the, the, the the combination of production design and score and the off-kilter performances and the just sense of fucking dread. <laughs> and, and just everything has gone to shit. Yeah. Of his, of his earlier work is just uncomparable or in, incomparable, maybe, is, is, the, is, is the word. It just... Like all the, the like interiors are like sterile or just slightly worn out. Like and, yeah. and it, you know it just the the performances are all very cold and and barely anyone showing any emotion. Um, and it, it it it's all just there's a sense of icky to it all that is incredibly impressive. Yes. Um, but you know. When I say it's like a parody, there's a scene where a guy basically looks like he's coming while having like a circuit board download information into his head. And there's, there's shots of a circuit board with like a red and pink light as if it's like some sort of porno. <laughs> but it, it's like the circuit board. Like like someone like it was almost like Cronenberg was thinking people were going to jack off to it or something. It's so fucking weird. Um and like moments of extreme gore, like bookended at the start and the end. Like the start is obviously incredibly famous. It's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, but the ending, I didn't know that stuff was coming. And like when 
the main guy's like eyes pop out and just like his veins all come up and start bleeding out and then Ironside's eyes going white and he's and like the, the main guy being set on fire. It's just it's fucking mental. Yeah. But also, to be fair, not a lot actually happens in the film. <laughs> um, but somehow it makes it seem like loads happens. Um, and I, I, it's just, I mean, there's stuff like, there's a scene where someone's got a gun up to a computer technician's head and the computer technician's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. He's tapping away, tapping away. He's like, I've got to go over to that terminal now. And he's like, right, yeah, go over to that terminal. Like, tap, tap, tap. Right, you're definitely sure you want to do this. He's got his gun pointed at him. And it's like, this, like, it's in any other scene, it would be like, the tension's up. It's really action-packed. But here, it's just ever so slightly off. And almost, almost comedic in just the, like, how weirdly nonchalant this guy is being to having a gun <laughs> pressed up against his head. Yeah, another scene you mean. Yeah, I, it, it's just, it's... It's crazy. I mean, it's mental. I, I give no shits about watching any of the sequels. Um, like, I, like this. I think there's four of them. There is. Yeah, no, and, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, no point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just again, I'll probably never watch it again because that's what I'm like with Cronenberg. Because I just don't want it. I mean, Christ, I watched Videodrome in a le- like in a screening in a lecture um, at uni. And it just like like people were getting up and walking out, and I was just like, "This is so fucking weird." Watching this with a group of people, but you know what? A sterile lecture hall is probably about right for Videodrome. <laughs> you know, and it like I it just, I mean, he's a fuck me, he's a hell of a director. Mm. I mean, he's amazing, and it just. His earlier stuff, I like, I could, you know, absolutely brilliant stuff. I'll never watch it. Like, Videodrome, I'll never watch again in my life. It's just, it's not going to happen. I don't need to wallow in that for another hour and a half. Yeah, you see, I, 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 I'm, I was supposed to see it at the cinema, but the thing is, it, it's also... I, oh, Becky's that's right, the reference thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Becky's got to work. It, it was, it, the thing is... It's showing at different times at the city screen than it is everywhere else, uh, and it's it's showing on a night where Becky's got a work night out that she's already put me down for going to, and I'm a bit like, oh fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at it going, can I sneak away? <laughs> and she's she's kind of said, look, if it's if if it's kind of winding down towards kind of eight o'clock. Yes, you can get off and go watch it. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. I, yeah. I. It, it, but yeah, I mean, like, it's it's off movie uh, by the time this will be up, so never mind. But uh, yeah. Uh, hell of, this, you'll be a catch it. Yeah, no, totally. But uh, hell of a film. Yes. Um. So uh, that is it. I don't think we've got any uh, emails. You got any uh, Twitter questions? We do. Yes. Bear me two seconds, and I shall I shall find them for us. Uh. We got, uh, earlier in the week, we got one from uh, John at Jogger on uh, Twitter saying, question to both of you, are you going to Fright Fest this year and what do you think of the lineup? Um, I, I might try and catch a day, but I think it's unlikely, to be honest. Yeah, not happening. Um, just because 
I've got other stuff on. I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually going to uh, to a beer festival with no. Oh well, yeah, there you go. I'd rather go to that. Um, yeah, uh, no, I'm not. It's I think Fright Fest is done for me. To be fair, um, I'm I'm a little bit done with with, with modern horror at the moment. I'm, I'm I'm at a bit of a thing where. I'm watching it, but I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying it less and less and less. Uh, the lineup's okay. There's nothing that jumps out that makes me go ooh. But that's I think that's just the place I am with it. I, I as ever, I hope everyone has a lot of fun. I think it's still the best thing. It'll be interesting to watch like new location. The best thing about Fright Fest is always just catching up with a lot of people. I'll be honest, yeah. in a few days. Uh, and if you see a couple of good movies, then you know, brilliant. But um, let's face it, if you go to a festival and you see ten movies and, and one of them's good. You've done well. Yep. Uh, and we've also got uh, one from uh, Rich Kid, uh, Rich J Kid. Um, from a pub discussion I was in, which acclaimed directors don't you understand the fuss about? Uh, it's Paul Thomas Anderson and David Lynch for me. They've produced oh, decent enough stuff, but nothing uh, I've thought was great. Well, they're two of my favourite directors. So, uh, uh, but but then again, what I will say is with Lynch, he either gets you or he doesn't. Not you either get it or you don't get it. He either gets you, grips you, or he doesn't. And if you don't really like, if you don't really get on with at least one Lynch, then you're probably not going to get on with all of it. He's very much you either he's either your man or he's not your guy. He's not your guy. Um, um it's in that. Um, I'm not massive on Goddard. Um, I'm not. I, I I'll agree with that. I'm not massive on Goddard. I don't. I don't. I I, I don't see it. Um, I'm also. <laughs> I'm gonna get fucking pelters on this one. Um, I'm not massive on Hitchcock. I, I, that's that's not me saying I think he's a bad director. He's clearly not. He's incredibly influential, etc. But there are a few films that I think are fantastic. But he's a director where I'll watch some of it and go, I don't know what the fuss is about on that. Whereas stuff like obviously Psycho is fantastic and I love Rear Window and The Birds is great, but there's other stuff I've watched and gone does nothing for me, does nothing for me, does nothing for me. And he's never someone I've met. Rec- I talk about him like my favourite directors. Fair enough. And I'm trying to think who else is out there that I don't. I just I, I don't get. No, a lot of people. I think there's a lot of directors out there that that I don't enjoy their films, but. I, Ridley Scott, I spoke about a lot of times. You know, I think Tony Scott's the more entertaining brother of those two guys. Uh, but he has probably made the the better film. If you just go made a, make a top ten, uh, Ridley Scott would have the higher ones. But there'd be more Tonys in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get Ridley Scott though. You know what I mean? It's um... yeah, I, I, yeah. That's it. I suppose I, I I get it. Yeah, certainly. Um. Yeah, shit, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Goddard, like, just kind of came to mind straight away. Like, I don't... I mean, I like... Uh, it, it, I don't know, it's just like every one of his films I've seen, I've just, like, been either I'm not into that or no, it was all right. Yeah, I, I, I've been like that. And there's, there's been an outright a few where I've gone, that's just bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is, it, there is. There's some that are just bollocks. Oh, fair enough. And I've, I've had people who are massive fans... 
explain it to me and go, oh, no, it's about this and about this and about this and about this. And I went, yeah, that just sounds like more bollocks on top of more bollocks. Literally, what you're doing is you're just showing me a load of bollocks, and, bollocks. Telling me, and telling me that they're beautiful, beautiful breasts, and they're not. They're just bollocks. Bollocks. They're bollocks. Bollocks. And they're not even shaved. They're horrible. Ooh, unshaved bollocks. Horrible, shaved, unshaved, veiny bollocks. Sweet. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> what they typically do in the monkey is so <laughs> summarization of one of the most acclaimed directors of his time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, hell. And on that note, uh, that's going to do it for uh, this week's Dude and the Monkey. Uh, we will be back next week with a review of uh, Jason Bourne. Um, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I'm also seeing The Killing Joke tomorrow night. Oh, nice. That's tomorrow night, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, all right, well, I'm sure you'll be talking about that next week. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it. Do the monkey at gmail.com. Do the monkey uh, uh, at, at gmail.com. Yep, do the monkey.com. At do the monkey at dudefoz and at Ian Loring. And uh, I'm going to go be a dad, and I'm assuming Mark's going to go eat. I am going to go and eat um, a ridiculously expensive leg of uh, short of lamb uh, that has been cooking for about the past five hours. And I'm going to um and ah about the Xbox One S again. Oh. <laughs> I wonder how many you'll buy before you decide you don't want one. I know. <laughs> right, thank you very much for listening, folks. Bye. Bye.